Welcome to the Grind and Be Grateful podcast. I'm your host, Marie Wold, health and fitness influencer, coach, and lifestyle entrepreneur committed to educating and empowering women to become their very best selves. Each week, my guests and I are proving that with hard work and the right mindset, absolutely anything is possible. We are here to bring you not just inspiration, but also actionable takeaways that you can use to create a life that you love right now. We're talking all things personal development, including health, fitness, confidence, relationships, and so much more. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's jump into today's episode. You're listening to episode number 44 of the Grind and Be Grateful podcast. I'm curious, when was the last time you stood in front of your closet and were truly excited to get dressed? For most women, I feel like it's more of a staring at all of your hangers for five minutes, trying some stuff on, throwing a pile of no's onto your bed, and then ending up wearing the first outfit anyway type of situation. Does that sound familiar? Like, Do you feel like you truly know and own your style, or do you wake up each morning frustrated with what's hanging in your closet or folded in your drawers. Either way, this episode is for you, girl. We are dressing up confidence with style coach Daniela Siebert of Fox and Bloom, and she's sharing her go-to strategies to reclaim your wardrobe and clothe yourself with confidence, strength, and fearless authenticity, no matter what that looks like for you. Daniela shares the story behind Fox and Bloom, how you can conquer limiting beliefs within yourself and your style, and how you can start dressing your body with kindness and respect and basically just conquer your closet. This episode is super empowering. We're losing the baggage, gaining confidence, and getting honest with the labels we decide to put on each day, both for ourselves and for our clothes. So if you are at all interested in revamping your wardrobe for this spring cleaning season, if you've been feeling meh about what you've got going on in your closet, I know that you're going to absolutely love this one. But first, let's give a big shout out to the review of the week, shall we? This one is from Allie93K, and she said, pleasantly surprised, five stars. To be honest, I wasn't sure what to expect from this podcast. There are so many personal development slash fitness slash et cetera podcasts out there. I was worried this would be redundant with everything I've heard before. Wow, I was pleasantly surprised. Marie is like a breath of fresh air. She does touch on a lot of topics that have been talked about so many times before, like money and alignment, etc., but puts her own millennial, playful, and fresh spin on it. I put this podcast on in the morning when I'm getting ready, and it gets me pumped for the day ahead or when I'm feeling down. It's amazing how her voice and the content immediately puts me in a better headspace. Excited to see where some more of her podcasts go. Well, Allie, thank you so much for speaking straight to my soul today. You are super right that there are a lot of other podcasts out there, but I didn't let that stop me in creating the Grind to Be Grateful podcast because I knew that I could bring something new to the table and I knew that no one else is me. So for anyone listening who is holding themselves back from doing something because it's already been done or because it's a saturated market, honestly, screw that. You can't not pursue something in your heart just because other people are already doing it. Like You just have to find a way to infuse your unique self into it, your unique point of view, your unique stories, and you'll be great. But thank you so much, Allie, for that beautiful reminder and for your support. I always appreciate it so, so much. And as a little token of our gratitude, I would love to send you a limited edition Grind to Be Grateful t-shirt. So please DM the show on Instagram at Grind and be grateful podcast with your address and preferred size. If you're listening right now and you're not Allie 93K, you can get entered to win your own Grind and Be Grateful limited edition tea by leaving us a rating and review on iTunes. It doesn't take more than a minute, but it means the whole world to not just me, but everyone working on this show behind the scenes. We love creating new powerful episodes for you each week, so it's always awesome to get your feedback and hear from our listeners. You can leave that rating and review by opening up the show's page on the Apple Podcast app or on iTunes on your Mac computer, finding that rating and review section and submitting your own. Thank you, thank you, thank you in advance for taking a second to do that. It really means the world to us. 
This week's partner is perfect for an episode about style because classy network blue light blocking glasses are so, so cute. Like fun fact, guys, I used to wish I had bad eyesight when I was younger because I thought glasses were so cute and fun and just like a great accessory. But fast forward to today, I am still super grateful to have 2020 vision and I would like to keep it that way. And I actually now have the best of both worlds because I have really cute blue light blocking glasses from Classy Network that also protect my eyeballs and help me make sure that I'm not damaging my vision while I stare at screens all day. And I'm actually wearing them right now as I record this episode. I'm sure many of you guys are in the same boat as me, where you like work at a computer during the day, scroll on your phone throughout the day, and then watch some Netflix to wind down at night, which basically means that you are exposed to this harmful blue light all day long. Well, Classy Network blue light blocking glasses are the perfect solution, and like I've said probably 12 times already, super cute. And even better, you can get them for 10% off with code Marie. The link to shop and save is just bit.ly slash Marie Classy. That's B-I-T dot L-Y slash Marie K-L-A-S-S-Y. So just type that into your browser or click the link in our show notes and you will be on your way to protecting your eyes and looking again, super cute while doing it. If this was a drinking game and you had to drink every time I said the word cute, you'd be on the floor by now, but definitely grab yourself a pair or two ASAP. And thank you again to Classy Network for being a partner of the Grind and Be Grateful podcast. And without further ado, let's get into this week's show. Hey, Daniela, thank you so much for being on the show this week. Hi, thanks so much. I'm super pumped to hear everything that you have to offer and share with our listeners today. But first, let's just start with kind of your journey with style coaching and the road you've paved to end up where you are today. So can you walk us through how it all began and like what led you to do what you're doing today? I started a blog called Fox and Bloom a few years ago. And from the beginning, it's always been about educating and encouraging women when it comes to style. It was really tempting to just post pictures and cute outfits and things like that because I've always loved fashion. But something that I've heard for so long is, you look so cute, but I could never pull that off. And in my head, I'm like, yes, you can. You just... (laughs) Maybe you don't have the the tools or maybe you just need someone to encourage you, but I'm pretty much wearing a pair of jeans here. So I think (laughs) so that was why I started Fox and Bloom. Initially, I just wanted to share any knowledge that I might have or really just encourage women to feel more confident. And that's really always stayed the same. And I started style coaching as a way to structure all of that guidance that I was providing online and make it into more of a one-on-one experience. I sort of had this idea in my head of how it would work and I tested it one time and it went exactly how I thought it would and I've just been going with it since then. That's amazing. And so your relationship with fashion, would you say that or style in general, I guess fashion and style are kind of different, but your relationship with both, has it always been a really positive one or have you had to kind of overcome things or like, why are you so passionate about taking it to that deeper level for women? Mm, I love that. I've always just been drawn toward fashion. I was this weird kid who was cutting out pictures of models in magazines and putting them all over my room instead of like in sync <laughs> posters. Yeah. <laughs> And I remember I would stay up really late making these crazy outfits that I thought were so cool. And then I'd wear them to school and not everyone thought they were so cool. But (laughs) I, (laughs) I just always loved expressing myself in that way. And well, I also studied journalism and I wanted to find a way to be able to combine those things in my life. So I always thought that I would work for a fashion magazine. I can write and I can write about fashion. This is perfect. Yeah. And then the more I thought about it, I realized that I would rather take it from an angle where I had control over the story, where I had control over the narrative, and that I could 
help encourage and educate rather than just talking about like five looks for fall. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But so in that regard, it's always been positive because I love expressing myself in that way. And it's just something that I've always gotten a lot of joy out of. But I will say that wanting to model and be part of the fashion industry in that way wasn't healthy. I put myself on a diet when I was probably in the sixth grade, I think, Mm -hmm. and just continued to, you know, restrict my eating and compare myself to the models that I looked up to and sort of take it in that negative route too. So that's definitely something that I had to overcome and change the way that I thought about fashion in terms of me in the industry. Mm -hmm. I feel like I can actually relate to that so much. Like looking back in my childhood, I had all of these like teen Vogue pages like taped up in my closet and I followed all these fashion bloggers back when like fashion bloggers were just becoming a thing but I just remember feeling really discouraged because I didn't see anyone with my body type like I was already an athlete I already had like a butt and thighs and I didn't see anyone with my body type wearing like you know high fashion or like trendy clothes on blogs or in magazines and so I was like oh well this must not be for me maybe I need to just focus on something else even though it was so fun and a really great way to like be creative and express myself I just kind of shut that part down for myself because I didn't see any representation for my body type or what I could wear yes absolutely and that is something that I hear a lot from my style coaching clients is they want to wear what they see as trendy or what they see on Instagram or in magazines, but it's really hard to figure out how to translate that into a real human's body. Mm-hmm. Even on Pinterest, like my whole style board, I'm like, I don't know. I have no idea how that would look on me because I'm built totally different than this other beautiful girl. But like, it just makes me kind of less confident about putting myself out there or trying different things or like wearing things that I feel like are truly my style just because it's uncomfortable, you know, and uncertain. Yes, totally. Yeah, definitely. So one thing that I'm super interested in that you talk a lot about is how strong and real women are taking ownership of their appearance, but not letting it define them. And Mm -hmm. that struck a real chord with me because I talk a lot about that in terms of like wellness and physical transformations. Like you can love yourself and, you know, be a masterpiece and a work in progress all at the same time. So can you explain how you can like care about your appearance and want to take pride in yourself at the same time as like not being vain? How are those two sides of the same coin? Yes. Oh my gosh. I love that. And this is something that I have grappled with a lot. Mm -hmm. And it was honestly something that held me back from starting the blog years ago and from starting style coaching because it can feel so superficial to talk about things like clothes and it can, you have to figure out a way not to get on your soapbox or to not make people feel like all that matters is what you're wearing because that couldn't be further from the truth. But I've always thought that If you are able to confidently dress yourself, and I say confidently dress yourself because I feel like oftentimes we dress ourselves in a way where we're very uncertain about even the things that we're choosing. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) We have no confidence in even like the individual pieces that we're picking, let alone having confidence in our own selves. Mm -hmm. And so I think that if you are able to confidently dress yourself, you can do all of those other bigger, harder things that require confidence. Like you might ask for that promotion that you want, or you might ask somebody on a date. Like all of these things that require confidence can start by feeling more confident just in what you have on. Mm -hmm. For sure. I mean, how you dress and how you show up in the world like ripples into everything else. Yes. Absolutely. And I think that when I talk about taking ownership of our appearance, we often think that 
some women are just born with style and some women just don't have it. And maybe I'm just one of those women who doesn't have style and I'll never have it. And that's, that's okay. But I think that the building blocks of an outfit, like defining your personal style and knowing what your shape is and knowing what colors look great on you are 100% something that can be learned and then propel you forward. Oftentimes, style is just a skill that you can learn. It's not inaccessible. Right. Yeah. I mean, and it's not like, I feel like maybe some people are more naturally inclined toward it, depending like what kind of environment they grew up. For example, when I went to Paris, I was like, how does everyone look so chic? Even like this girl running (laughs) to the like grocery store at 8am looks so good. I don't get it. But it's really like, Yes, environment and kind of your upbringing plays a role in it. But just like anything else, it's a skill and a way to like teach yourself to think. Yes, yes, absolutely. And the other thing that I would say about strong and real women in my community is that I always talk about how our clothes are so much more than what we put on our bodies Mm -hmm. because we just have so many stories associated with our clothes and so many things that have happened that shape the way we see ourselves, our bodies, and what we put on our bodies. And my community just shows me that all the time, how these stories that we have attached to what we wear truly affect us. And it's so important to actually reflect on those things and get to the bottom of those stories. Right. Yeah. I mean, I've worked with a style coach before and it was an incredible experience. And in our like first call together, I literally felt like I was in a therapy session because of the things that we talked about and how real we got (laughs) about like body image and what makes me feel confident versus not confident, like childhood trauma. Like we covered it all in that session. And I didn't realize how much all of that stuff has affected the way that I dress myself and the way I show up in the world. But it's so true that it's way more than just the aesthetics of your outfit. Yes, 100%. Yeah. So what kind of questions do you typically ask your clients to like help them unlock those stories and kind of unlayer everything that they have, you know, the stories that they tell themselves or the limitations that they place on themselves? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Limiting beliefs is actually something, one of the very first things that we talk about when I work with my clients. And I have heard everything. And it's so eye-opening. Oftentimes, questions that will spur a response or trigger some type of memory are maybe a boyfriend said something to you, or maybe he compared you to other women. I worked with a client who realized that she was in this toxic on-again, off-again relationship. And during our conversation, she realized that she would specifically choose outfits based on whether she thought there would be a photo taken of her that night Mm. so that when it went on Instagram and he saw it, he would react to it because she knew that they always got back together if he saw a quote-unquote good picture of her on Instagram. (laughs) Or I've worked with moms, they were maybe a size two before baby and have gotten all the way up to larger and larger size. And that is, oh my goodness, the emotions associated with that, because you just want to be the best mom that you can. And you feel like you're holding back and those emotions (laughs) run really deep. And so, or maybe you had a strained relationship with your mom, or maybe your mom always picked herself apart. And so you pick yourself apart in the same way. Maybe she even continues to do that. All of these stories that have been built up over time in our memories really affect what we wear. Yeah, I can definitely relate to that. And like I said, with my style coach, the session was so eye-opening because it's like, wow, I didn't even realize all this like programming I have running in the back about like clothes and how I look and how I should think about myself in a fitting room and things like that. And I think the whole fitting room experience is like a whole other topic. And I think a lot of women can relate to that being like kind of traumatizing or just difficult. And I know I've had clients like, hey, Marie, I'm going like shopping for a special occasion today. And I'm really nervous because the fitting room is usually my worst enemy. So do you have any advice for women to on like how they should 
give themselves a pep talk or just approach that whole experience because I think that really holds people back from like enjoying shopping and enjoying trying new things. Yeah. Oh my gosh. The fitting room is a lawless place. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I, I swear lighting needs to be regulated. Come on, Nordstrom. Yes. Their, their lighting is the worst. I don't get it. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. It's like feeling great about yourself. Stare into this huge mirror with terrible lighting. Yes. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Think you're one size? Just kidding. Not yeah. here. Oh gosh. Seriously though. Right? Uh, gosh. Well, I actually just went on this huge tangent on my Instagram story because I was so furious. I got all these swimsuits that I had ordered and I ordered them in different sizes because I had never shopped there before. And they were all so small Mm. on me and they were all bigger sizes than I ever wear. Mm. And I just kept putting myself in the shoes of a woman who doesn't have the context that I have for that and the knowledge that I have about vanity sizing. Vanity sizing is just where the numbers on our clothes keep getting smaller and smaller, even though the clothes Mm, aren't. And I was just so furious because I didn't care that that wasn't the size that I normally wear and it still didn't fit me. But I know how traumatic that that can be for women who are in a dressing room, who are ordering clothes online, and then they hit your door and you all of a sudden think that you've changed 14 sizes overnight or something. I know. (laughs) The first thing that I would say if you're going into a fitting room is just remember that numbers are completely arbitrary. I know that we say a lot when it comes to fitness or wellness that a number doesn't define you, which is completely true. But not only that, sizing is literally the most arbitrary Mm -hmm. thing. (laughs) And so I just, I wouldn't give that any credit or any weight when you're trying clothes on because it's, like I said, it's totally arbitrary. Yeah. So try not to let the numbers scare you. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's so insane. Like sometimes I'll be able to wear like a six in jeans and other times it will be like a 12. Like there's, it's such a broad (laughs) range and it's just so dependent on like the cut, the brand, the stretch, like there's so many things that go into it. And so you really can't put any weight in that number at all because it's so different across the board. Truly, truly. And when I went on my Instagram tangent, it was spurred because I had actually gotten a dress in the mail the same day and the dress was a zero and it was too big. Mm-hmm. And some of the swimsuits were either an eight or a 10 and I physically couldn't put them on. Oh my they gosh. Were too small. That's insane. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah. That just shows you how wide it is. Yeah. The other thing that I would say is this idea of mass-produced clothing is actually very new. And it was, wasn't was until a few decades ago that we could just go to the mall and buy something that would probably fit us pretty well off the rack. Women were always buying clothes and taking them home and altering them. And I don't know when or why this changed where we started to believe that we shouldn't have to alter anything and everything should just fit off the rack. And if it doesn't fit off the rack, there's something wrong with our bodies or something strange about how we're shaped. I don't know when we started believing that mass produced clothing in a limited number of sizes is meant to fit and flatter every single human being. It's just not possible. Right. Yeah, I think one of the biggest mistakes that I used to make is I would go into a fitting room and try something on and it wouldn't fit or it wouldn't be flattering. And I would automatically go into the thought that something is wrong with my body instead of, you know, putting it on the clothes and be like, oh, this just isn't cut for me or this isn't meant for me. Like it's the clothes that are not right. It's not my body that's wrong. Yes. That flip is so important. That's something that I talk about with my coaching clients all the time is that if something doesn't fit, it is the clothes and we just need to find either a different size or a different fit or style that is going to look amazing on you. Not everything is meant to fit and flatter every single person. It just can't. 
Yeah, exactly. So I want to get more tangible about style real quick. So Mm -hmm. I want to know, like, what is the process like when someone comes to you and they want you to help them define and refine their style? How does that work for you and your clients? Mm -hmm. Typically, this would take the form of a four-hour style coaching and closet detox session. That is my most popular service, let's say. And I also have an ebook. So the way that begins is they have a chance to look through the ebook and start answering some of those questions. And then we talk through them together at the very beginning of our session. So like you were saying, it's really kind of a therapy session at first. Mm-hmm. We talk through limiting beliefs. We talk about her why. Why now? I always say your what needs a why. Our what is figuring out your style. But why are we even doing this? Why are we here? Yeah. And I haven't had a single client who hasn't said confidence as at least part of her why. Mm -hmm. That's just an overarching goal for everybody that I've worked with. And then after we talk about that, we will talk through how you want to feel in your clothes. Do you want to feel joyful? Do you want to feel confident? Do you want to feel kind of sexy? I like to feel smart in my clothes, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which probably isn't an adjective that a lot of people would use, but we all want to feel a different way in our clothes. And what we're doing from the very beginning is creating this criteria by which to evaluate our clothes. So even in the first 20 minutes of working with somebody, they'll know, hey, from here on out, I'm not going to wear anything that doesn't make me feel smart or flirty or confident or whatever it is that we just Mm -hmm. define together. And then we talk about just the types of styles that we're drawn to. So I like to think of this kind of in terms of genres. And it's a lot of the things that you probably heard like classic or boho or romantic And we'll look through her Pinterest board together. And that part is actually really fun because it's amazing. And this is true in so many areas of our life, how something can be staring you right in the face and you can't see it. But all you need is an objective third party to come and say, oh, did you realize that everything you're pinning has really clean lines or really fun colors or like fun, unique details. Mm-hmm. And that's really where we can start to see how her personality can come to life in her wardrobe, probably in a way that she's never really been able to see herself. Yeah. Yeah. That's super fun. So then after that, and you kind of like define their style, mm-hmm. you then go through and like detox their closet and pick out everything that they want to keep versus not keep. And I know that I'm not the only one with the spring cleaning itch right now. So what is the <laughs> yeah. best way to go through that process? I mean, maybe you're like a Marie Kondo KonMari method person, but I have a feeling that you have kind of your own system. Yes. Well, I do love some Marie Kondo. Who doesn't, Um, honestly? (laughs) I love mess. She's so cute. I have to be honest. I haven't watched the show yet because I feel like it might just push me off the edge. (laughs) Oh, it makes you want to compulsively get rid of everything and like rip through your house that very second like I know it's kind of dangerous (laughs) it came out at the exact time that I was already doing that and I thought to myself self this probably isn't what you need right now yeah seriously but if you're listening and you need some spring cleaning you know inspiration and motivation that's the place to go yes 100% (laughs) Speaking of style, I'm always getting DMs about the really cute and trendy and stylish glasses you guys see me wearing in my Instagram stories, and they actually serve a really important purpose. I am protective AF about my eyeballs. I have 20-20 vision, knock on wood, and I would like to keep it that way. So when I started learning about the effects of blue light, I immediately hopped on the blue light blocking glasses, train the bandwagon, and I'm obsessed with wearing them. 
In fact, when I forget to wear them, I literally feel the eye strain and I notice how much screens affect me. And then as soon as I pop the glasses on, it feels like a deep breath, but for my eyeballs, if that makes sense, like it's just so soothing. And that's because blue light is a very harsh, potentially damaging type of light. And it mainly comes from the screens that we use. So between our phones, computers, TVs, iPads, your Tesla screen, whatever it might be. We're looking at screens all day long and that's a ton of blue light exposure for our delicate little eyeballs that aren't adapted to, you know, be defended against blue light. So if we're not protecting them, then you're really setting yourself up for potentially eye damage and vision problems down the road. So once I started learning all that stuff, I started doing some research and trying a bunch of different brands. And then a couple months ago, I actually met the owner of Classy Network, which is a female led company that makes blue light blocking glasses and they're kind of creating new products for entrepreneurs. I won't share too much, but you'll definitely want to be in on what's launching next. And anyway, I knew that as soon as I met Natalie, the owner, that my search for the perfect blue light glasses was over. Again, they're super cute, tons of different styles, and you will just be so glad that you invested in your eye health and your style, of course. Plus, it's always a huge bonus to support a small women-led business. So if you want to grab a pair of classy network glasses for yourself, my favorite ones are the clear ones in the signature classy style, by the way, you can do so by going to the URL bit.ly slash Marie Classy, and that's classy with a K. So it's bit, B-I-T dot L-Y slash Marie K-L-A-S-S-Y and use code Marie for 10% off. I know you're going to love them. So go grab a pair and let's get back into the episode. So yes, we detox after that. And so my process is to make yes, no, and try on piles. And the yes should be everything that's super obvious. It fits into the criteria we just talked about. It's in her color palette, which is also something we define together and is starting to ladder up to that criteria that we have. And then the no's, same thing, pretty obvious, doesn't ladder up. The maybes or the try on pile is usually the tough part. And mm-hmm. my go-to question that anybody can ask herself if she's really struggling to get rid of something is, if this were at the bottom of my laundry, would I even notice? Mm, yeah. Because I can't tell you how many pieces you, you're you like, ah, I don't know. What if I – maybe I'll need it or maybe, you know, I don't know. Maybe someday. I haven't worn it in two years, but maybe in three years I'll want to wear it. Like, no. If that thing just slipped off the hanger and fell to the back of your closet, you wouldn't even know. <laughs> yeah. I've literally done that thing where you, like, put clothes in a box and leave it for, like, a month. And then yes. if you don't go back and, like, take it out of the box within the month, then, you know, you have to get rid of it. I don't think I've ever gone back to get anything out of the box. So I'm pretty sure the rule of thumb is always like, if you're not sure, then it's a no. If it's not a hell um, yes. It's a yes. No. I preach that all day. Yeah. What you can do also, I love doing putting things in the box and storing it away. You can also turn your hangers backwards. And then every time you wear something, put it back the right way. And then after say six months, whatever is still backwards, you get rid of. So that can mm-hmm. work too. Yeah, I think that's it's good to have like some objectivity in it too because if you're like me, you can, you know, kind of justify anything. You're like, "Well, what if I end up going to like Bali next year and this would be great for an Instagram photo next to a waterfall <laughs> or something like like it's so <laughs> obscure. I'll make up these really obscure yes! scenarios and I'm like, "I'd really want to wear this in this random scenario that I have no idea if it's ever going to happen." Oh, completely. I was working with Alex Mazurko and she had this dress and I was like, Alex, why do you have this? It had like (laughs) hibiscus flower print all over it. It was blue. Like it didn't make any sense for anything that we talked about that she likes. And she looks at me dead serious and goes, what if I have to go to a luau party? Oh my God. (laughs) You live in Cleveland, Ohio. I don't think you're going to a luau party anytime soon. Yeah. And even if you were, you could easily like get something from Rent the Runway or like buy something new (laughs) instead of having it just take up dead space in your closet. Exactly. Exactly. And that's something that I talk about too in terms of just taking up space is 
we have a finite amount of willpower and decision-making skills every day. This is a, a scientific truth, apparently. And I always tell women, do you really want to waste your decision-making brain power on whether or not to wear a luau dress this morning? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, that's so true. And when you know that you have all of this extra stuff just cluttering your physical surrounding, it feels like a mental burden too. Yes, yes, completely. I worked with someone recently who had an unbelievable number of genes. I have never in my life seen (laughs) this many pairs of jeans, probably even in a store. And we did this like rapid fire try on session of just seeing which ones fit. Like we just had to bite the bullet knowing that some of them would be too small. And we just rapid fire tried them on doesn't fit. Nope, fits great. And she told me later on how amazing it feels in the morning and how much less anxiety she has knowing that every single pair of jeans that she pulls out is going to fit her and she doesn't have to play that game of am I going to spiral into a black hole of my pants don't fit this morning or am I happy no that is so real like personally I used to be quite a bit thinner than I am now like when I used to do competitions and stuff and so I wrestled with that for a long time because I was in the space like, oh, well, what if I lose weight again? Or like, mm-hmm. you know, getting rid of these is like me officially admitting that I gained weight or like there were all of these stories and icky feelings associated with those genes, both getting rid of them and with keeping them. And so I felt so stuck because every time I looked at them, I would feel bad about myself, but at the same time, I didn't want to get rid of them. But once I finally did, it was like a huge weight lifted. Like you just don't even realize how much that like affects your mental state. And when you get dressed every morning, you don't want to start your day in like a negative headspace already beating yourself up. Exactly. Exactly. And I'm so glad you said that too, because I think that the majority of women struggle with that exact thing, but they think that they're alone in that. And they think that there's something wrong with them for gaining this weight. They feel irresponsible that they have, quote, wasted money on things that don't fit them. And we can feel very, very alone and isolated in those feelings. And it's just so common. Mm Mm-hmm. For sure. So with all of that like wrapped into a bow, what would be three <laughs> things that you believe every woman should have in her wardrobe, either like specifically the item or the feeling or something? Like what are the three categories of things that they should always have? Oh, I love that. I would say everyone should have a dark wash, uniform wash, mid-rise jean. Mm, yeah. And I say uniform wash because we love like whiskering and we love distressing. Like I love a ripped knee as much as the next girl, but you cannot be a dark uniform wash mid-rise jean. It's ultimately flattering on any body shape. Mid-rise is like amazing. It kind of like tucks everything in just how you want and it's basically a neutral. It can go with virtually anything. And I love an ankle crop. I think it's super, super chic and elongating. So just like a little bit of a, just a little ankle crop. Mm -hmm. Love it. And then I would also say a structured jacket. But what's really cool about that is depending on what your personal style is, you could take it in any direction. If you work in a more professional environment, it might be a blazer. It could be a cargo jacket that has a cinched waist. It could be a leather jacket or maybe like a cropped denim jacket. I love cropped denim jackets for most of my clients Mm -hmm. because it like points directly at your waist without having to cinch your waist in any way. Love it. I always say with like something cropped on top that especially if it's a jacket, like you could wear a long t-shirt underneath, but then something cropped on top. I always say that you're visually creating a waist instead of manually creating a waist. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So any kind of structured jacket. And then I love a casual heel like a little chunky block heel or if it's an 
a healed booty. I just think that you can be feeling kind of blah. And if you put on your dark wash jeans and your little casual heel, you just you feel so much better. Instant like sass with a little bit of a heel. Yes. Yeah. Instant sass. (laughs) I love all that. I definitely feel inspired after this to like go into my closet and be like, do I have all of my foundational pieces? What doesn't fit? What can I get rid of? But then I'm faced with the reality of once I decide to get rid of something, I have to do something with it, whether it's like sell it on Poshmark, donate Mm -hmm. it. (laughs) That's honestly the biggest thing that holds me back from cleaning out my closet right now. And I bet a lot of people can relate. It's like not the during, it's the after. Oh, yeah. For sure. For sure. When you're driving around with boxes in your car for six months, like... <laughs> relatable. I will, to, I will go to Goodwill. Oh, my gosh. Relatable. <laughs> I have stuff for the post office in my car right now, and it's been, like, all week. But, you know, happens to the best <laughs> of us. Okay. So what are your favorite and or least favorite spring trends? First of all, are you big into trends or are you more into classics and minimalism or are you into the trends and if so what are you into Mm. so I'm more into classic with kind of peppering in some trends and this is so splitting hairs but I always like to talk about the difference between trends and fads because trends I think dictate several seasons or several years of what we wear Mm -hmm. whereas fads are more like a flash in the pan in and out, you won't see it next fall or what have you. (laughs) So something that I love that I've been noticing a lot is a lot of earth tones and neutrals. This is kind of self-serving because those are the kinds of colors that I look good. (laughs) I've been seeing a lot of earth tones in like anything burnt or mustard. You're the queen of burnt orange mustard. I know. It's terrible. It's no, I it's love it. All I wear. At this I love point. it. <laughs> it works. And with your red hair, it all just is like this great color palette. Well, what I'll say about that is before I started educating myself on color, I always told myself that I could only wear like blue, green, and neutrals mm-hmm. because I have red hair. And I never, ever, ever thought that I could wear reds or oranges and ye- or yellows. You, you wouldn't have caught me dead in those because I just told myself I couldn't because I have red hair. And then the more I started researching color, I learned that those are actually the shades that look best on me and it turned my whole world upside down. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> and now that's all you wear. <laughs> And now it's all I wear. So figure out what your colors are. Is there any trend right now that you don't like? Well, this isn't a new trend, but it is a trend that I wish would start to fade away, which is cold shoulder top. Mm. (laughs) Basically whisper that because I don't want to hurt any feelings. (laughs) But I struggle with them because it's one of those things. This is why I talk about the difference between like a trend and a fad because A lot of times we see these fads that are happening on models or even just on a mannequin and we want to be part of that. We want to be part of what's cool right now and what's happening. And I feel like cold shoulder top is really the epitome of that because that is flattering on very, very few people. Yeah. I was going to say, I do not like how they look on me at all. Like, I don't think that it, like the cutouts don't hit in the right place. It's just, it's not a good look for me. Well, and through working with so many women, I have learned that arms and shoulders can be a really scary thing to show. A lot of women want to cover up their arms. They want to cover certain areas of their bodies. And oftentimes it's their arms. And then, but mm-hmm. then we go in their closet and they have 97 cold shoulder tops. <laughs> Maybe that feels like their safe way to give like a peek, but you yeah. know, without committing. Well, here's the thing about them is like, I mean, girl, show your arms. I don't care if you feel uncomfortable. I feel like you should push yourself. But what a cold shoulder top does is all it does is put like a giant blinking neon sign on the one part of your body that you don't want to draw attention to. <laughs> yeah. For real. That's so true. That's so true. Yeah. That's so funny. I feel like you have given us so many helpful insights, but I know that you have something really exciting available for our listeners right now and your followers and everything. You've been launching a really cool experience. So can you tell us about what is up and coming for you? 
Yeah. So I am getting ready to release my first online course. It's called Conquer Your Closet. And really that journey started because my goal is to help every woman feel confident and worthy. And the best way that I know how to do that is to figure out a way to duplicate myself, let's say. (laughs) So Mm. I decided to create something that anybody could have, even if they couldn't have me as their coach. And it breaks down the whole system that I use with my one-on-one clients from everything we've talked about today, like limiting beliefs and finding your colors and dressing your body shape, how to detox and the systems and the tips and tricks that I use with my clients to teach them how to make outfits that make them feel really confident. That sounds amazing. That's so cool. So where can our listeners learn more and get signed up? So they can go to my website. It's foxandbloom.co, so not .com, but .co, and they can find it on there, or they can go directly to the Conquer Your Closet website, which is conqueryourcloset.co slash conqueryourcloset with dashes, which is a lot harder to remember. So I would just go to foxandbloom.co. <laughs> yeah. Okay. The one thing that I'll say is that it's only available until April 14th and then the cart closes. Gotcha. Okay. So yeah. people need to get on that. And you also wanted to extend them a special little gift for being a listener of the podcast. So do you want to share that? Yeah. So if you would like to grab 15% off, your coupon will be Marie15. So just type that in when you check out. Perfect. I will put all of that info, the link, the discount code in the show notes. So guys, if you enjoyed Danielle's teachings and her philosophy about style and you want to see what it's like to be a one-on-one client with her, definitely check that out. But Daniela, can we wrap up with a few rapid fire questions? Yes. Okay, perfect. So this is just really fun little like style questions and I want you to just go with your gut on these. Okay. <laughs> so the first one is shorts, pants, or a skirt? Mm, pants. Sweater weather or tank top weather? Tank top all day, every day. <laughs> booties or heels? Uh, booties. Sandals or sneakers? Sneakers. Baseball cap or like a fashion hat? Oh, fashion hat. <laughs> fashion hat you have to say it like that too <laughs> yes. rings or bracelets uh rings <laughs> belt or scarf scarf all black or pops of color uh pops of color preferably burnt orange <laughs> if we're being specific here yeah. um okay <laughs> drawers and shelves or hangers for everything oh gosh uh hangers should we fold or roll our clothes Roll, Marie. <laughs> the Marie, Marie Kondo. Kondo. Yeah. She's so specific. It's literally like clothing origami. I swear I started like folding my underwear after her book. <laughs> oh, yeah. I actually – I redid my husband's drawers and he opened them and like thought I had lost my mind. <laughs> <laughs> like You just don't – I don't fold my underwear anymore. Yeah. I don't feel like that's realistic. I can hardly put my laundry away as it is. <laughs> Okay, two more. Dryer or hang dry? Dryer with wool dryer balls. Oh, nice. Yes. I'm going to have to look those up They're on Amazon. For, yeah. Okay, perfect. And then online shopping or in person? In person. I shop online a lot, but I prefer in person. Yeah. I feel like online shopping is a little dangerous because you just end up getting stuff that's like meh because it's so easy. And (laughs) then I always tell myself, I'm like, oh, I can always send it back. And that's like such a hassle that I usually just end up keeping things unless I really hate them. And yeah, I think it's a trap, (laughs) but I still fall into it all the time. (laughs) I do too. I actually have a bag of returns sitting on my kitchen island as we speak. Yep. Yeah. It's like the perpetual cycle of trying to get close, but Uh I loved everything that we talked about, but we have one more question because this is the Grind and Be Grateful podcast. So we've got to know what is one thing that you're currently grinding toward and working really hard for, and what's one thing that you're hugely grateful for? Well, we already touched on the thing that I'm grinding for, and that's the release of this course. I'm just so excited to 
get it in the hands of so many women. My goal is to just reach as many women as possible to help them live their most confident lives. And so I've been grinding toward this guy for a long time. So I'm super excited. (laughs) I'm so excited. It sounds absolutely incredible. What I'm grateful for is, you know, just everyone that has supported all of my really crazy ideas and just (laughs) received them and told me that I should go for it, you know, between doing something like style coaching that a lot of people haven't heard of. And I'm actually, I'm producing my own color swatches now to help women shop in their color palette. And Yeah. And it's just like these crazy things that I've had so many friends who didn't question them. They just said, what the heck are you waiting for? So, um, and my husband is that way too. So just like the crazy, crazy amount of support for my wild ideas. I'm super grateful for. Yeah, that's the best. Amazing. So where can everyone find you if they want to either obviously grab your course, follow you on Instagram, where are you on the internet? Yes. So you can follow me on Instagram. My handle is Daniela.Siebert, S-I-E-B-E-R-T. And that's where I'm the most active. You can also find Fox and Bloom on Facebook. I have a private group for Conquer Your Closet and uh, my website, foxandbloom.co. Perfect. I will have all of her links in the description for this episode and the show notes. So you guys definitely go show Daniela some love. Tell her thank you for being on the show. And also don't forget to screenshot this episode and share it on your Instagram story and tag us so we can see you tuning in. That just literally makes my day when I see y'all hanging out with me, you know, through the podcast. That's so cool. So please be sure to tag us, share us with a friend. And Daniela, thank you so much again for sharing all all of your wisdom and expertise with us on this episode. Oh, thank you so much. All right. We'll talk to you soon, guys. Before you go, I just wanted to say thank you so much for spending your time with me on the Grind and Be Grateful podcast today. I'm super happy that we were able to hang out and share some good vibes today. It would mean the absolute world to me if you could take one second to share this episode with someone who you think would love it, whether it's texting it to your friend, linking it on Twitter, or posting a screenshot on your Instagram story. It is all super appreciated. And please leave a short review on iTunes if you're enjoying it. Tell me what you think. Let me know what you want to hear more of this show is for you so your feedback matters plus it would really help me out on my mission to educate and empower women everywhere to become their very best selves thank you again for listening and supporting the show and until next time don't forget to grind to be grateful my friends